It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know the deal. Come on. Hey, it's Shante. And I'm Natalie, and welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm. At the Norfus Firm, we solve people problems. We have the pleasure of working with folks all around the world on HR and diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. Yes. Oh my gosh, we're, we're, I am so excited to be here today. We have so many cool really great things. things to talk about. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I'm excited. It's been a minute. Again, they never know that, but for <laughs> us, it's been a minute. And yeah, it's, I feel like we had a great summer. We feel rejuvenated. We're happy to be back in the studio with our friends. We love and, our friends. Uh, and yeah, really great to talk about these amazing topics today. So yeah. looking forward to it. So, hey. You know, speaking of summer, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> been doing a lot of things, and you know, I'm I really want to shout you out because you've been doing a lot of press uh, lately oh, around thanks. this madness that's happening in Florida. So, I mean, most of you know that um, our governor is on a rampage around uh, what folks are calling, I guess, anti or anti wokeness and anti DEI and anti DEI, mm-hmm. and people are conflating a lot of issues. And so, Natalie's had the pleasure. Would it be pleasure? I don't know. She's had the opportunity, amazing opportunity, to really talk about these issues and 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 kind of get people right in terms of what they are and and clear up some confusion around them. So we thought we'd take the opportunity here to do the same on our platform as opposed to everybody else's platform. And so this conversation is really going to be around this kind of this concept of wokeness and anti-wokeness and what it even means because again folks don't really know what it means so you know I'm going to turn it up to you and ask you literally like what's the deal with all this anti-wokeness business you know it's fascinating because the first thing that really has thrown me off is who asked for this no one no right. one asked so for that's this like at the all. Fir- where did I mean, this like, even come from so you know seriously. I mean it's easy when it's not a topic you know to be like wow people are really upset about something and I just didn't know, but this is what we do. And I mean, and we, this is where we live. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen or heard about any protests around DEI programming or DEI topics being talked about in schools. And so that, and we've tried to do a lot of research about this. We really have not, we're still confounded, yes. confounded. <laughs> all the founders. All the, all the EDs <laughs> of like, how did we end up here? But I think when you sort of take the step back from that sort of general premise of like who asked for this sort of the position that's being taken right now um, is that DEI programming is discriminatory, right? And that the work that we are promoting is work that favors Mm -hmm. certain groups. And even if you were going to take that argument, which again, we'll explain a little bit later why that's not true, but you're also talking about groups that have historically been discriminated against. Right. And so when you're thinking about trying to right those wrongs and these groups that are already in power and the majority saying, oh, this discrimination, it's like mind boggling, right? Because it's like, A, that's not what we're trying to do. B, are you saying when you don't want black history taught in schools or you want people to say that black people were benefited by being enslaved. What are you saying exactly? Like, what do you it's want us to say? It's this revisionist history that is really, really tripping me out. Like, it, where are these, where are these facts coming from? Like, how, where's this information coming from for you to be putting this together and then wanting to teach our kids this insanity? So I love that you asked that because, you know, I, as, as, as we say over and over, we're so big into data. So that means that 
even when we have opinions, we try very hard to be neutral on certain things so that we can gather the facts. We're very fact driven. When we have conversations and we're starting to feel like, and you ask me questions and I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, we don't have enough facts, right? Mm -hmm. So we go and we look. And so in preparing for some of the interviews that I've, I've taken part in, I kept trying to find the data, Mm -hmm. the statistics, the facts that would support a position of anti-DEI. And not to anyone's surprise, we haven't found any. And we even talked to people from different party lines and the like. I mean, we really went out there to try to say like, okay, put aside how we feel about it. What are the facts? Right. So, you know, I, I just say that to say that, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, the data does not support anti-DEI. There is infinite data that supports DEI, right? So again, we talk a lot about narratives. We have to shift this narrative away from what feels like smoke and mirrors. Can we just take a moment to understand how it even got put in the same space in general? Like how did how did DEI get conflated with, um, I guess, all this CRT conversations and all the everything that's that feels like it's against black people right now? How did that even happen? Do you think I have an answer to that? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Right. But what I will tell you, and the thing I keep saying, is that it blows my mind outside of what we just talked about mm-hmm. because it's super anti-business. Yeah, completely. Okay. Why? Completely. Why is it anti-business? Because business, you want to be competitive, right? You got to. You want to maximize your profits, and we live in a. We say this all the time: capitalistic society, and you have to be like in order to to really maximize those profits, you have to have the best talent that you could possibly have. That's not just found in one group of people. Correct, because talent does not discriminate. Talent does not discriminate by race, gender, (laughs) ethnicity. Talent does not discriminate. We all are capable of being talented. So first we start with that piece is, you need difference in perspectives and backgrounds for innovation to get the best answers. The other reason why I think it's anti-business is, most big companies, including the one in Orlando that employ is like one of the biggest employers in Florida, in state, yeah. have DEI programs. Yeah. We want to attract businesses to the state. Right. If we're saying we don't do DEI, right. you're sending away people. Right. You're, I mean, even with Disney, they were planning to b- bring a $1 billion project to Florida that would have created more jobs, more revenue, that they said, oh, you want to keep coming for us and our, our policies around LGBTQ or DEI? Fine, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Smart. Right? Like, Real what smart, is guys. the point? <laughs> so, all right, as y'all can see, we're hype. So we, it wouldn't be us if we didn't talk a little bit about shared language. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I both are really tired of hearing about woke and anti-woke. Can we just start off by saying shared language? What does woke even mean? Now, we can answer this, y'all. We yeah, can at least answer we this. We can definitely do that. And so, you know, this, I, first of all, you know what? Let me calm down. <laughs> Really, this is really annoying. Um, so again, we want to we like share language. You like to use the, the dictionary and look things up. So, you know, so we're clear on what woke is. Everyone, woke is an adjective derived from African American vernacular English or AAVE, meaning to alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. That's what woke means. That's how it's used. So it's, it's just being maligned it's right just, now. Oh, completely, completely, okay. completely. 
And, you know, present, like the, the phrase itself has been around since the 30s. And in the in 1930s, 1930s y'all, so a hundred year old 1930s. term. 1930s. Yeah. And it's like, what's happening? Why are we doing this with this term? And so it, it really is, it was a signal to black folks, especially just to, hey, just be aware of social and political issues that are affecting us. That's what, that's, it was a term that's like, hey, you know, stay woke kind of thing. Like, this is what's going on. You need to be aware of what's happening. Right. And so to me, what really annoys me is that when you say that you're anti-woke, so you're saying that you don't want black people to be aware of the social and political issues that are affecting them, which then it makes sense if you're thinking about it that way of why he's trying to take all this stuff out of the schools. You don't want people to know. You want to keep them ignorant. And that really, that, wow, that really burns me up. What are your thoughts on that? Well, because we, it's that whole thing of 10 steps forward, a hundred steps back, right? where it's like you're, we work to use our voice on a daily basis. There's so many people out there who are trying to educate. And now because, you know, we live in a world with like endless information sources. Now you just have the, the loud and wrong folks swirling because that's what people want to hear about. But then you wonder like how many people are hearing that and then take the time to go and do this research. So if we think about it, then, I mean, what are we really talking about when we talk about DEI? Like, it's not a, it's not a curse word. I mean, it's being treated like one, but it's it not a curse treated. word. It's and, being villainized. It's and crazy. Again, guys, just before we talk about what DEI is, we will give you these facts in the next episode. There is so much data out there that people generally in this country want DEI programming, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that I'm struggling with, too, is that we got to change this narrative in the media because it's like, stop talking about anti-woke. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's bring it back to like DEI is good. And here's why. Right. Right. At the Norfus firm, we solve people problems. That means that all of our services are designed to support organizations where employees feel valued and productive. Learn more about our DEI consulting work, outsourced HR services and executive search process at the so anyway, what, what DEI what, is a benefit. And I think yeah. people have to stop looking at it as something to solve for or something that is disadvantaging people or putting people at odds or, you know, you know, just it's separating people. That's not what the purpose of it is. So what is the purpose? It's it's again, it's a benefit. It's it's in order to position an organization, position people to succeed. It really is, because if you think about it, if you have diversity, equity, inclusion, again, we talked, we just said it, businesses are more profitable. These are facts. Like there is data to support this. You have really good programs that support people and they're people-centered programs. You're going to do better. You have more diverse teams. You're going to be more innovative. You're going to be more profitable. That is just a fact. You know, you create opportunities for people to succeed. People stay. So you decrease your costs in terms of turnover. Mm-hmm. You, you have more retention. People actually, you know, in terms of employer branding, people are really talking about your organization in a highlight, right? So you have that. And then the inclusion piece, people see themselves there and they feel like they can belong. They feel like they have to have a purpose and that it's aligned with the organization. It's a win, win, win all the way around. And the organization benefits from that. Y'all haven't heard or seen Shantae this height. This is, this is, this has got her going. Me. Her blood is moving today, <laughs> it's y'all. It's because it doesn't make any sense. It it's doesn't. like, why are you, why are you making this an issue when it's only, when, when it benefits everybody, if done well, it benefits everybody. So why? Well, so even what I've been saying is that if we just if we took away the the letters the D the E the I and we just take and we and we summarize what you just said yep. good business practices 
right? When you're thinking about any business, whether it's a nonprofit, for profit, the government, higher ed, we all want the best talent. Mm -hmm. Like I said already, talent does not discriminate, right? So we have to look in all the places for it. So on that note of looking at ta for talent, all the places, another little side note of what gets conflated with DEI's affirmative action, which I've also right. been interviewed a lot about recently. Right. And so when we think about that, you think about the genesis of affirmative action, the purpose of affirmative action was to right past wrongs, mm -hmm. right? So to create some consideration for race, in particular past wrongs to black people, but obviously affirmative action extended beyond just black people, but to give some, some deference to the fact that there's lower representation of underrepresented people in places. So we need to give some um, thought to race. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, people start, we are starting to see a small subset of people trying to challenge DEI programs because the Supreme Court knocked down or, you know, ruled that, you know, you can no longer use race conscious admission practices in higher ed. And again, it's a huge conflation. Is there some overlap? Sure. But is, are they, they're completely different concepts. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at affirmative action um, in higher ed, Number one, we were warned that this was going to happen right. because in 2003, when there was the Michigan law school case around affirmative action, Sandra Day O'Connor said then in 20 to 25 years, we won't need affirmative action. We didn't take any action to make sure we had laws in place to protect affirmative action until we reached some designated goal of rep, like the representation, some representation goal had been met. Right. right? So there was that piece. But I think the thing that people miss is that less than 25% of colleges were actually using race conscious admissions. Nine states had already banned it, including California, which is the largest state in the country. So there wasn't like this widespread use of it in the first place. Second of all, and more importantly, uh, less than 50% of black people graduated from four-year institutions as of 2021 compared to 70% of their hmm. white peers. So that's analogous <clears throat> to the workplace. We're mm -hmm. not working on inclusion. So right. if we bring it back to DEI, these are good business practices, right? We, we know that there's, you. we know because we do a lot of recruiting, we help our clients with recruiting. You can find diverse talent if you're interested in finding them. Yeah. And not just, oh, we're trying to get certain numbers. We're not, we're not about that. We're not about quotas. But meaning like, do we have a good representation of voices and perspectives in this organization to make the best decisions possible? Cool. We know we can do that because that's what people have spent the last 20 years working on. Right. These job fairs, these recruiting practices. Right. Right. But that same energy and effort has not put into the been put into the inclusion piece. Right. And putting leaders in a place where they can behave in ways mm -hmm. that help people feel like they are part of the organization mm -hmm. valued, recognized, seen. Right. So if we're thinking about that and I, I would just add one other point of people need to know the rules to the game. They want to know that's like the number one thing in all of our surveying of employees over the past four years is people want to know what it takes to be successful. Why does this? So that's equity. But we don't again, you don't have to call it that because you you would you want people to stay if they're expressing an interest to grow with you. Yeah. So it's a good business practice yes. to have rules that actually apply to everyone, not the rules and then the rules. Right. right? right. Not the room and then the other room. Right. right. But the reality is, is that when we bring it back we're talking about strong management, strong business practices, things that help you have sustain sustainability in the long run. Right, exactly. And I don't understand why that's an issue. I'm gonna keep saying it. Why is this a problem, guys? What What is it? So 
I'm going to keep asking that question because no one's giving me an answer because no one wants to really say what the real problem is. And it's not just about like, it's not the thing. It's just like a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. There's something behind that that's very nefarious. Oh, there's a fear. That is like, uh, there's a fear. Yeah. And what is the fear? Like, let's so, name the fear. Yeah. So I think, look, there's, there's the piece of the system is working the way it was designed. Right. Period. I mean, if, and, and I say that a lot, I mean, if we just look at the history of, of, of this country, the founding fathers, the fact that as of 1968, there were no people of color who contributed to the legislation in this country, right? I think 1968 or so is when the first black congressperson was elected. The laws were created for the majority, right? So there, there is that part, right? We can't deny that. But if we put sort of like, well, why would you ever want laws that only benefit one group? There's a fear, right? right? Um, and, and the fear is that somehow your identity as the person of power and person of privilege is somehow being threatened mm. by sharing power with others, right? We see this often. And, I, and again, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Power is infinite. Yes, it but is. But for a lot of people, they treat it like a pie, and that if I give you a slice of my pie of power, then I'm less powerful. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had this conversation even on the podcast. So I am not a psychologist, so I don't, under, I don't know how you undo that fear and, and for those folks that have that fear and help to sort of say, like, if we all do well, we all do well, right? right. If there's an opportunity for that. Um, and so, you know, that, that sort of, I think, even in our own work, some of the frustration of like not being able to cut through some of those systems that right. are built for sort of the inequity. Um, but okay. Cause we are hype and we, we definitely can't be here all day. <laughs> so if we're thinking about where like, do we go from here? Yeah. What's what? So look, from my perspective, uh-huh. first thing is there's a lot more of us that are for DEI than not. And we need to reclaim the narrative. Mm-hmm. We need to reclaim the narrative and leaders and organizations need to use their voice now right how what are some of the ways that they can do that uh the easiest way is to just you know use your network so post things on linkedin talk to people like like you said use your voice and 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 stand for something stand for something right like like if you really believe in this and you've seen the benefit of it in in your organizations in your life whatever it is say that like really own it, say it with your chest as they as they say, right? Like really own it and, and really talk about it in a way that that it's not just folks who look like us or other folks that are kind of in the margins or underrepresented. We're the ones always out here, you know, protesting and marching and, and speaking up for these things. We need some help from some other folks too. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And and I can say that, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that we don't really run into leaders of organizations who are resistant to DEI. Mm-mm. So it's like, okay, the next step is, you know, like you said, post the articles, you know, challenge people's assumptions, yeah. you know, jump in. But I think that until there's also just a community of business leaders that are openly talking about their successes with DEI, how do we know it works? Mm-hmm. Why do we know it's important? Right. You know, it, it, it'll be a little bit stalled because right now the media is interested in the flash of the, of the, the negative, like the negative, the anti piece of it. And I think it needs to be those people who look like the people that are against it. Right. 
So you you need so to be clear. We need more white allies white men who are saying who are saying yeah, this is great. is great. We need it, mm-hmm. and there's a definite benefit to it. We need we need you all out here really saying that and championing that because um, it, it, it's the 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 visual out here. The optics isn't great. And right. so we need to switch what that looks like. And so, yeah, we, we need people to share their voices in a, in a, in a way that, you know, we're, we're going to push you a little bit. We're going to ask you to really lean or a lot it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So recap, if we're talking about here, uh, DEI and, and woke, mm-hmm. not the same thing. The word woke has been very maligned mm-hmm. and is being used completely out of, it's been appropriated. It's wild. Um, and, we look at DEI and why we're constantly pushing it. Good business practices, right? Agreed. A lot of us also right. understand the moral good for it. But if we're just looking at a common good, we can align around good business practices. And we have to reclaim the narrative. We have to reclaim the narrative. And white men leaders, we need your help too in doing that and speaking out. Um, and the rest of us who've been talking, keep talking, keep using the voice. And on that note, we've had a lot of fun. If you like us, click subscribe, mm-hmm. like, share with your friends. Let we love know. coming to talk to you all. Please email us with topics you're interested in, like any of that. What email address should they use? Info at the Thank you. You're welcome. Dropping that knowledge. <laughs> you know, See fake you marketer. Bye. Here it is. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and leadership. That's the deal when you know what you're dealing with.